This episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is sponsored by ArtLogic. ArtLogic provides integrated technology solutions for the art world. ArtLogic works with galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, offering an inventory management system, websites, and apps. To receive a 10% discount on selected ArtLogic products, visit www.artlogic.net slash podcast. That's www.artlogic.net slash podcast to receive a 10% discount now. Thanks for downloading the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Beichu Gonkar, founder of Art Represent, a commercial platform conceived to promote, sell, and exhibit artworks by artists affected by conflict and social upheaval. Beichu, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. There seems to be especially a lot of conflict around the world at this time. Tell us about how Art Represent aids artists affected by conflict and social upheaval. Unfortunately, there are a lot of conflicts happening around the world, and um, with the continuation of new conflicts, um, we also have a long list of conflicts that are ongoing but not covered by the media. So with Art Represent, we work with um, artists from all over the world, from places ranging from Venezuela to Syria to Burma to Tibet, and we aim to create an infrastructure through which we can empower their career and to give them a sustainable and successful career. Um, We do this in a couple of different ways. One of the things that's really important to us is that we actually help the artists connect to collectors and to buyers and fans. So we have a digital platform through which we sell their works. We also work with their parties sometimes to, um, you know, connect their works to collectors who may be interested. Um, Another thing that we do is to provide them with the resources necessary to build up their profile. So some of the artists may not have a website, so in which case we'll help them create a website, we'll give them the tools and the tutorial to update their website, we'll help them create social media accounts, especially Facebook and Instagram, um, has become really, really important, especially when reaching these artists who may not necessarily have the infrastructure where they are. And then thirdly, we commission and put on exhibitions here in London um, so that you know we have a, a physical show through which they can realize uh, you know, their vision of um, you know, a creative project that's not necessarily driven by a commercial goal. And so after working with some of these artists, do you essentially act as a gallery in which you represent them moving forward, or is it a one-time show and selling? Um, how does that work? So I think I think Art Represent is a really interesting model in that um, we give artists a lot of the support system that a gallery would offer. Um, however, we don't really tie artists down to a long-term contract. We really see it as a platform. So with the artists that we work with, you know, with some of them we have a long-term relationship. With others, you know, they may be, um, you know, working with us for about a year or so, and then they might want to, you know, move on to another gallery or become, you know, independent, um, you know, managers for their, for their own collection, which is great. Um, we essentially are a connecting point for them. So we connect them to collectors, we connect them to other galleries, we connect them to a global audience through our digital platform and through the exhibitions that we put on. And what we find is that actually there is this incredible trust between us and the artists, and it makes for a wonderful collaborative relationship. 
Is there any commonality across the artists you've worked with in terms of how their art helped them survive and ultimately flee these conflicts? Commonalities between the artists we work with, I think something that comes up actually um, again and again, which is, I think, you know, something that perhaps all artists experience is this innate need to create art. Um, For some of the artists, you know, creating art becomes really dangerous because of the subjects um, that they choose to examine through their work. For other artists, it's not, um, you know, economically feasible. Um, And, you know, we have a lot of artists who have told us about, you know, um, going into different professions, um, you know, even being a shepherd in Iraq for a while or, you know, becoming a lawyer, um, you know, in, in, you know, in Syria. Yeah, and um, you know what they find is that actually, you know, it's a, it's an innate drive to create the art and to express themselves through their work. And when they stop, um, you know, a lot of them find that you know they're they're encountering a lot of emotional difficulties and you know facing depression sometimes. And I think you know that kind of just shows the, the the power of art and you know what it what it means to be an artist, especially when you are living in an environment or you're displaced by conflict. So that is, I think, a commonality that we find um, across the board with all of the artists that we work with. And what happens to art scenes generally when an area is affected by conflict or social upheaval? Um, I think what happens a lot of the times is that you know. Um, Art and culture obviously becomes um, a non-priority. There isn't, you know, there isn't a vibrant scene. There isn't an infrastructure that kind of fosters creative talent, that kind of nourishes, nurtures, and pushes for the development of contemporary art. Um, especially, I mean, in some areas, they may be, um, uh, you know, they may be an intact infrastructure, a cultural infrastructure, but maybe there isn't um, there isn't room to do, you know, really creative projects or, you know, um, there might be a need for traditional um, art forms but not necessarily for contemporary art. And the other thing is that, you know, there's just a disconnect between artists who are creating work in, in, in their community and in that vacuum um, and the rest of the world, you know, there is, um, I think it's important for these artists to have a dialogue with each other, but also, you know, with audiences outside of their immediate environment and to be recognized as well on an international scene, which, um, you know, I think there is a lack of. So um, that's usually sort of the obstacles that they're facing. And of course, you know, with some of the artists, their art is being censored and suppressed, and some of them have even faced um, death threats because of the kinds of art that they're creating. That doesn't go for all of the artists, but, you know, it is certainly um, an issue that is alarming and that needs to be addressed. You mentioned the power of art and, you know, the consequences sometimes of these artists creating that art. Uh, the fact that these artists are expressing themselves and reflecting on these conflicts. You can even use specific examples if, you, uh, if you'd like, but just uh, once you start working with these artists and seeing uh, their art and their creation process, elaborate a little bit more for us just about the power of art uh, that you witness. Absolutely. I think um, 
I think, you know, especially when we are facing conflict and turmoil as, you know, humanity in general, I think there is definitely a need to express through creative outlets. And, you know, even, you know, besides the artists who we're working with, when the attacks happened in Paris, for example, the first thing that happened is that, you know, um, symbols created by graphic designers and by artists went completely viral on social media. And that became something that tied people together and that gave people hope. Um, and it gave people an outlet, you know, of how, of, of what they were feeling and what they wanted to express. And that is, I think, essentially the power of art. And when you look at the artists that we work with, um, a lot of them, you know, they're obviously their history influenced uh, their art and they're incredibly talented artists. I mean, we make sure that we work with artists and that we recognize them, you know, for their talent rather than to fetishize them for their story. Um, and in that way, what's interesting is that some of the artists do choose to address the conflicts and the political situations, um, you know, of their background directly through their work. Other artists, for example, um, Hoja Amani, who, you know, is an Iranian artist and he's you know, he, in his video statement um, that he sent to us, he said that I've been through hunger and poverty and conflict, but I don't want to talk about those things with my art because I see art as, you know, a beautiful outlet for hopeful things, and he wishes to give people hope through his work. And I think, you know, um, that, that, that sense of connecting people um, and that sense of communicating on a very kind of uh, instinctive, you know, basis, which cuts through boundaries of geography, of politics, of language, is what, you know, the power of art means to to us and to the artists that we work with. We, you know, have had two shows so far. One was with Malina Salaiman, um, a very talented young female artist from Afghanistan. And recently we had a print show with a, a digital artist from Syria, Imran, uh, Imran Novi. And at both shows, we had um, Afghani uh, residents in London and Syrian residents in London coming to the shows and something that, you know, and they would actively come up to us and say, thank you so much for putting on the show because it shows a different narrative of, you know, the country that we come from and the conflict that we face. And also it's incredible to see them represented and to be uh, reported on in the international media and, um, you know, a lot of the times the community, um, where the artists are coming from, feel empowered also through the art. Um, so I think, you know, that's also something that really drives us in terms of the work that we do. Beichu, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking about Art Represent. Uh, it sounds really fantastic uh, what you guys are doing there. If our listeners want to learn more about it, what's the website they can go to? Um, yes, if you want to learn more about what we're up to, you can go on www.artrepresent.com. Perfect. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Adam. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by ArtLogic, providing integrated technology solutions for the art world. ArtLogic works with galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, offering an inventory management system, websites, and apps. To receive a 10% discount on selected ArtLogic products, visit www.artlogic.net slash podcast. 
So, whether you're a gallery artist or a collector, you can take advantage of this offer by visiting artlogic.net slash podcast.